When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Count us down, baby. Don't ever call me baby ever again. No, you are not allowed to call me baby. My name is Ethan or Mr. Stevie. You are not... That is not in our contract. That is not... I'm so uncomfortable right now. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 25. This is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Apropostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. How are you doing, bud? It's good to see you. I'm doing well. We both had very similar sleep slash mass patterns today. We both went to bed at the same time, got five hours of sleep, woke up and went to mass. I just did it an hour later, quote unquote, than you did. But it was at time the same zones, time. Man. Time zones, time zones, man. Yeah. Did you take a two-hour nap after mass, though? No, I didn't. I hate sugary cereals. Oh, I need to do that. Let me tell you this: I've I've eaten Cheerios three times, right? Just plain Cheerios since I gave up sugared cereal for Lent on Ash Wednesday, <laughs> right? I've yeah. had Cheerios three times, and this is already the worst penance I have ever done in my entire life. That is good. That means it's good. I, Literally, I I eat the Cheerios and I just go, like, maybe I'm just spoiled because I eat Frosted Flakes so much, or I be... love Cinnamon Toast Crunch or something, that it just is a shock to my system, but I swear, these plain Cheerios are the nastiest thing anybody could ever eat. You're going to be so skinny by the next 40 days. <laughs> I'm already pretty skinny. I don't I don't know if <laughs> it's worth so it. Sk- <laughs> My doctor but, yeah. said I need to eat more sugary cereals. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty terrible. Oh man, you and you and Anna Glaze are dealing with the same thing. Have you been watching their Vlent? No, I haven't. Because I gave up YouTube. Which oh, I know that's is stupid. Right. That's right. I'm gonna try because I'm gonna try and catch up on Sundays with their vlogs and stuff. I haven't gotten to yet today. Yeah. What is she doing? She's she gave up uh, sugar. Oh, like in I'm general. I'm with you, Anna. I feel it. And on day three, she was like, I have massive headaches. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, that'll do it. Oh, I need to give up eating entire boxes of Cheez-Its in one sitting. That, I think, would be a good <laughs> thing to add on as well. How often do you do that? When I'm – like, when I have to sit and I have to write a report – don't even talk to me about writing reports. But when I have to yeah, sit and I have to write something for several hours, I'll just sit there and eat because it makes me not feel as sad. <laughs> man i have that same problem but somehow you look better than i do which is like upsetting to me yeah let me tell you about this week though like this was probably the worst week of my college career to date because we had I to felt build so bad yeah i was like i was not tweeting i was not i was like i was only able to make it to mass well i made it to mass on tuesday and wednesday but only like just barely because a lot of other things we had to work i started last friday right on this project with my lab partner we worked until about 1 a.m on friday and we worked all day on saturday 
and we worked some of the day on Sunday. And then on Monday night, we worked till 1 a.m. On Tuesday night, we worked till 1 a.m. On Wednesday night, we worked till 1 a.m. Thursday night, we took the night off because we were sick and tired of building and rebuilding this thing and getting it wrong. And then on Friday night, I was literally in the same room from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. We didn't leave. Uh, I didn't get dinner because we were rebuilding it for the third and final time. We're like, if this isn't going to work, then we're just going to turn it in. We're going to be done. Like, we don't care. Take and the L. We got it to, Take the L. We got it, we got it to work. Thank goodness. Um, and now today is going to be just writing it up and putting in all the graphs and the plots and the things. And Yeah, but it was terrible. Honestly, I'm not trying to complain, but I'm just letting you know that it was a really bad week. Honestly, <laughs> I'm I was... sorry. I'm sorry if I was cross with you because I was really stressed out. Oh, no, it's fine. Like right when you were like, I have a bajillion things to do or no, I have one huge thing that I need to keep doing. I was like, I get it. I'm just going to take a step back. Yeah. And I handled a lot of stuff, though. Like I kind of went yeah. rogue this week and a lot of stuff <laughs> happened. Like I was like busy, like st- like building things in the engineering building all of a sudden i see a crunch facebook page pop up i'm like what the heck has been going on and a website (laughs) a website has been created like and we have four interviews scheduled within the next two months i freaking just like ethan is asleep post memes except (laughs) ethan is busy let's create more brand awareness for this podcast Brand awareness Ah, hilarious um anyway Speaking uh, of, like us on Facebook. Like right now, the podcast will keep playing on your phone while you do it. Go look on Facebook slash The Crunch Cast. We'll just go on Facebook. You know how pages work. Go find The Crunch. And then go on our website, thecrunchcast.com. And you can listen to last week's episode. Nerd! And there's stuff on there. I think I'm, I'm going to put on in there. Right, at that, right at that moment, I'm going to put in the... the homer simpson nerd thing and it's gonna be really funny that's gonna be my new thing is i'm gonna tell you what sound i'm gonna put in in the editing afterwards and then actually put it in the friggin' air horns last week were ridiculous (laughs) you were like like it's almost lent and then you heard the air horns and then then you go i'm gonna put air horns in there it's gonna be like this it's lent oh great i had to listen to that twice (laughs) i thought it was you're inspired by catching fox all right let's do crunch of the week Let's do Crunch of the Week before they stop listening. Um, <laughs> we hit 50 reviews on iTunes this week, which is uh, pretty exciting. If you haven't dropped us a review, that would be greatly appreciated. Yep. I'm going to read the 50th review because it's very exciting, huge milestone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, wonderful and fun from Catholic Amanda. She says, I'm not an undergrad student anymore, but as a young adult, I can totally relate to Ethan and Patrick. They keep the faith fun while at the same time educating. I love to listen to you guys while walking to work in the mornings. Keep up the good work with God, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. Yeah, thanks, Amanda. You're Shout cool. out to you for walking to work. <laughs> Save the environment. I don't even walk down the hall. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I don't walk to school most days, but I live really? literally right next to campus. My, my justification is that the engineering building is on the other side of campus, so I drive around the campus instead of just walking through it because I'm a child. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about today, Patrick? After much deliberation. after mu- Yeah, we talked for about an hour before the podcast, so you'd think this podcast would be like super organized and we know what we're doing, but... Not a chance. Not the, not, not this the is not This is not Catholic stuff you should know. This is, this is off the cuff renegade podcasting yeah 
Gorilla podcasting. <laughs> did we do? Did you say that? Was that yeah, you? I said that. That's hilarious. All right. So I'm holding up a book right now. I don't know why, because no one can see it. I'm but holding up mine too. We have we have the same book. Um, we're matching. We have this book called Introduction to the Devout Life, and it's by this homie named Saint Francis de Sales. He was a saint. If you remember last week, I said that I was gonna I was gonna start reading it for Lent, and I have. And yeah. already, I'm only on page like forty. Which but is good because I, I already have things that I want to talk about that have deeply affected me. So that's what <laughs> I, we're going to do. I might read it alongside you so that we're literally on the same page every week. We're <laughs> that's not creepy. Patrick also has my tweet notifications turned on so that he sees whenever I tweet. My password is also Ethan on my phone. Is it still that? Yeah, it's just so easy to type. Please it's, change it. It's that's not even... so creepy. <laughs> Gosh, you're the creepiest person I know. I'm trying to talk about I, Francis de Sales, and you're like, my password is E-T-H-A-N. <laughs> <laughs> oh Let me gosh. talk about Francis de Sales real quick, all right? Funniest thing. Go on. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't say go on either. Gosh. Go gosh. on. So, essentially, this book um, is Fran- – if you don't know about Intro to the Devout Life by Francis de Sales, it's this book that is kind of a compilation of writings and teachings that Francis de Sales gave – um, to one of his students um, on how to become more devout, right? Yeah. And so he kind of compiled this into a book, and it's really just kind of an instruction on how to begin living the devout life. And he goes through what that means and what that you know uh, entails for each and every person, you know, male, female, no matter where you're at in life, priest, religious, layperson, uh, it doesn't matter. Like these are the kind of the steps and the things that you have to keep in mind. Um, if you want to be a devout Christian. And so one of the things that I think is super important and kind of – I borrowed this copy uh, from a priest, and he has this whole section underlined. And so I kind of took note of it um, because he starts talking about how your devotion should not affect your vocation. Mm -hmm. And that's something that – you know, I struggled a lot with in high school, you know, when I was first into the faith, like all I wanted to do was read books and watch videos and listen to podcasts and learn about the faith and do all these things. My parents were like, uh, homeboy, like you have a test that you need to study for. Like you can't spend all of your time doing this. And I'm like, no, but it's Jesus. And, uh, they didn't find that a convincing argument. And so I was just silently bitter for three or four years. And then this finally put words to what I was needing to hear, but like kind of understood, you know, and I'm just going to read it real quick. Uh, Francis de Sales says, I ask you, is it fitting for a bishop to want to live a solitary life like a Carthusian or for married men to want to own no more property than a Capuchin or for a skilled workman to spend the whole day in church like a religious? Would not such devotion be laughable, confused, impossible to carry out? And then it goes on to say, when devotion goes contrary to a man's lawful vocation, it is undoubtedly false. And so all this to say is that when your devotion is getting in the way of your vocation, then your devotion is false and not good. And this goes for, for two different types of people, I think, at least for our age bracket, right? Is that we have the people that are super pumped about their faith and super – like maybe they went on seek or maybe they went on some kind of trip or retreat and they're – ready to go balls to the walls for their faith. And 
it gets in the way of their vocation as a student or their vocation maybe as a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, you know, maybe they need to be discerning kind of as a single person. Like all these things are kind of mixed up in this, right? Or maybe you have a job and it's getting in the way of your job. Or on the other end of things, there are people who think that, oh, the devout life is going to totally get in the way of everything that I want to do in my life. You know, it's going to prevent me from studying. It's going to prevent me from, you know, making money at this job. Like both of those ideas of how devotion work are just wrong. And like Francis de Sales really focuses on how the two need to work together and kind of be in harmony in order for it to be uh, what Christ intended it to be. Yeah. I, the, like you said, you're on the first 40 pages. The, once I started the first 40 pages, I knew this book was going to change my life. Oh yeah. Our team. I mean, I'm the first page even is just, when he's talking about like people put a lot of weight on certain devotions and look down maybe on others, mm-hmm. um, and it's like here's here's a good here's a good example. I was I was hanging out in my dorm the other day and it was the middle of the night. It was I was I was one o'clock in the morning and I heard these two people arguing and someone already had to go break up a fight. And so I went over and I was like, hey guys, what's going on? And they were actually fighting over Lenten sacrifices. It was the most franny thing I've That's ever seen. That's the dumbest thing skin. I've ever heard. Yeah, it's like they were fighting over Lent and sacrifices. The one, the one kid had said, "I for Lent am going to do a holy hour every day. I'm going to go to the Adoration Chapel, perpetual adoration every day, and I'm going to go pray in front of the Eucharist for an hour." And the other kid said, "You should go to Mass instead." Now, I, I want to preface this by saying the Mass is the highest form of prayer, right? Right. But my point, like. <laughs> I'm definitely not saying that sitting in front of the sac- sitting in front of the sacrament is better than receiving it. But for this for this kid in his prayer life, he made the decision with God that for him, instead of going to daily mass, he needed to sit in front of the Eucharist every day during Lent. That doesn't mean he's not going to go to daily mass ever, but that was the way that he was supposed to love God. You know, and I hope that I like I assumed virtue in this kid. I was like, I'm assuming that you've prayed. I'm assuming that you've talked to God about this. You know, and a lot of the time, and this is kind of like a ridiculous um, example because, you know, I've never knocked someone for going to adoration before, but I, I, I definitely have in the past, like, like my, my tweet about like giving up social media for Lent is stupid. That was a joke. But like for some people, giving up social media for Lent is a really good idea. For some people, it's not. Um, for people who have a podcast to post about, it's probably not very prudent. Um <laughs> You know? I think social media has a dangerous effect on my life because I think I need it. <laughs> and it's like, not that I need it. It's just really helpful. Yeah. I don't know what it is. This is totally a side tangent, but like eh, if not? I'm, if I'm studying and if I'm trying to do something that's going to take a lot of focus, if I have not put out a tweet that I think is funny, then I can't focus. Really? You know, like if I, like I have to come up with something just completely off the wall and like tweet it out and then for whatever reason, like that part of my brain will relax and be like, okay, I've, I've made people laugh. Now I can work on this and not have to be worried about it, which is the dumbest thing ever. That sounds like an addiction. I I know. (laughs) I know. That sounds like the alcohol part of my brain can't relax. But it's not, it's not like, oh, I'm just constantly like checking and everything. Like I can sit and work on something, but I get more distracted by other things. If I haven't tweeted, which is really weird. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, anyway <laughs> my my personal problems aside, <laughs> I 
Um, but yeah, uh, so like the the first page of Enter the Devout Life talks about how um, someone may quote unquote like set a great value on fasting, and he believes himself to be leading a very devout life as long as he vigorously fasts. And then Saint Francis de Sales goes on to say like while he may not moisten his lips with wine. In his great abstinence, he does not scruple to steep his lips in his neighbor's blood through slander. And I'm, I read that and I was like, whoa. Can can you really be devout by practicing these outward sacrifices? And fasting is a great example during Lent. Like, when you abstain from meat on Fridays, what else are you abstaining from? Are you abstaining from tearing the flesh of people? You know, like tearing their hearts? Like, are you are you refraining from that? So that that's a really good example, especially for these next few months. But it's like, what what value do you see in your devotions, and what is and why is it? You know, because you could be be like, it could just give you a thing of pride. You know, like I have a holy hour every day, and that makes me feel really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the opposite problem. I have a holy hour every day, and I feel normal when I do it, and I feel like okay when I do it, and when I don't, I feel like a terrible person. Like I feel like I've sinned and failed God. Probably and, because um, you have. All right, glad you're not my spiritual director, you nerd. I was trying to console people, Ethan. Sorry. All I know is that you're a sinner. That's the only thing that I can say for sure. (laughs) That's all I know Uh, as well. So, Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But this is cool because I, I'm i also reading through – if you're a long-time follower of the podcast, you know that I'm also reading through this huge book, um, Abandonment to Divine Providence. And I only read about two pages at a time because it's so deep. But there's this passage that I just read that talks about how every soul um, comes to unite itself with uh, kind of the, God's will, the divine will in its own way. And so if you see someone – kind of having a certain devotion or giving up something or fasting in a certain way or abstaining in a certain way. Um, like Patrick said, trust that um, they have prayed about it and that is 
you know, they're doing that with God and they aren't just doing that with themselves, you know. Like I've fallen into that trap before of like seeing somebody doing something and just being like, oh, they're holy. I should do this. Um, yeah. And in reality, that's not that's not the truth. And that and you shouldn't it, you shouldn't feel bad for not um, finding God in the way that holy people find God, because for every single soul, the path is going to be different. Nobody's going to have the exact same path to to God and to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that all comes from prayer. And we need like I need to accept the fact that, you know, if I want to read all these books you know, maybe God's not calling me to read all these books. You know, it might be something that I want to do. It might be something that I, is good. You know, it's it's not a bad thing inherently, but maybe God doesn't want me to read. Maybe God wants me to spend time in adoration. Maybe God doesn't want me to spend any time in adoration. Um, maybe I need to go uh, focus on serving the poor, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there, I just need to pray and discern what kind of the way that I'm being called to find this devout life, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I totally get that. Cause like yeah. last Friday, I, during my holy hour with my household with a, I don't want to explain what a household is. If you don't know what it is, just deal with it. Um, <laughs> with our, we had our morning holy hour and I, I, I read through half of the gospel of John, right? I like binged the gospel. And afterwards I was like, I really didn't talk to God a lot and I think that God wanted me to talk to him and I kind of felt weird about it I was like man I I, I think there was like something in my heart that I needed God to know about but I didn't talk about it and I felt kind of like I, I played myself you know and so it, you know reading reading half the gospel in one sitting is like a super holy thing but like it's not something that I was maybe being called to do in that moment and I think when we see other people doing holy things and we want to do what they're doing I've been I've been thinking about this for a very long time. When we see beauty, like our, our generation, when we see beauty, we feel like it's something we need to possess or own, you know? Um, mm-hmm. This is with the same with like... Which is why I purchase a box of Cheez-Its and immediately eat the entire thing. So I feel ugly. <laughs> oh, no. So you possess the beauty. Okay, I get it. So I, so I possess the beauty, yeah. Of, of, of Cheez-Its. Baked um, cheddar. We do this... We do this with, like, athletics. We do this with um, academics. We do this with spirituality. We do this with um, women. Um, <laughs> but, like, we, we see beauty and we want to possess it. And we have to understand the appreciation of beauty as opposed to, like, the possession of beauty. Because you cannot possess all beauty. Only God does that. You cannot possess the beauty of someone else's prayer life. Um, you can admire it and be inspired by it. Um, so, like, none of us... So, like, when, when we look at, like... I want to have a spirituality like St. Teresa of Lisieux. You know, it's like you can never be holy like St. Teresa of Lisieux. You can be inspired and imitate her holiness, but she had a unique relationship with God as a saint. And to like desire her spirituality is good, but to desire her holiness, like what she desire to be her, you know, we kind of cross into that realm. Like I want to be you. And that kind of like infringes upon their relationship with God. And there's nothing wrong with taking cues from certain saints or certain people in your life. Like, that's not what we're oh, saying yeah. at all. Like, if somebody yeah. goes to daily mass and you also want to go to daily mass, like, go. You know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not what we're saying. Uh, you just have to not let yourself get carried away with trying to fully imitate, you know, someone's spirituality because it might not be – it might do more harm than it does good. Mm-hmm. Um 
And that's that's not us saying that. That's Francis DeSales. So don't take it up. Don't please don't add us. Uh, thank you. Take it up with him. Take it up with the big guy. Yeah. And so. Oh man, this book is so great. This is a great book, and I think it. Have kind you gotten of, to the meditations? Oh yeah. I, I I am. I'm on like I was trying to do one every day, but I'm only managing to do one like every other day just because of how like stupid busy I've been. And so I'm on the third meditation. Oh wait, yeah, we um we talked about the uh the desire for like like say like the priest to go into solitude or the bishop to go into solitude. I was kind of I was kind of going through that a couple of weeks ago where I I was meditating on the martyrs and I was thinking about like how much I would rather be one of them than continue living in this world like having to fight every day you know i'd almost like rather be martyred tomorrow and go straight to heaven than have to like keep fighting every day and i realized like that's kind of a cheap way out not to say that the martyrs took the easy way but i think they would i actually i think they would say they took the easy way because i mean they immediately went to heaven you know um and i was like man if only i could just like go live a white martyrdom out in the desert for like the next eight months, not eating any food, just praying rosaries until I die. And then I go straight to heaven, you know? Um, but it's like, that's uh, not exactly what God wants me to do because he yeah, wants I me think, to I think that's weird. Yeah. I think it's a weird thing. Because I have a girlfriend and a family that would, that would not like it if I died. <laughs> I mean, I want to run away and start a new life in Toledo, Ohio, but I don't want to starve myself and die. You should because then you could hang out with me. No, if I started a new life, we would never talk. Oh. Uh-huh. Nah, that might yeah, be sorry okay. Sorry about it. Yeah, it would be <laughs> fine. It would be better for, for both of us. When I say both of us, I mean me. When um when you go to Toledo, make sure you email me the password to our iTunes account so that I can keep posting. <laughs> uh, no. The crunch dies with me. <laughs> but, yeah, so to your point... Um, it's sometimes it's really easy to just kind of run away both physically and kind of emotionally or mentally from this idea of a devout life because it's hard. Like when you start to invest in your Christian faith and you really start to make some progress, that's really when the devil starts to attack you. Oh yeah. And I've definitely felt it, uh, recently and it's not easy. It's very, very difficult. And so it's really tempting to just want to pack up from all of your problems that you have in whatever city that you're in and just bail and or just bail on, you know, trying to be a good Christian completely. Uh, Because sometimes I'm just like, well, screw this, you know, like, why am I trying so hard if I keep, you know, messing up or if things like if I do everything right and things don't even like work out the way that they should, you know, yeah, like I feel like I'm trying so hard. You know, to to be a good person, to be a holy person, and just nothing is happening. It's just more of the same. Mm-hmm. And so, at that point, that's that's where we all have to. We're all going to hit that point at some time, maybe at various stages of our lives. Maybe it'll happen multiple times, but that's where you have to persevere, and that's where you have to have, you know, a good spiritual director, you know, some good friends to support you. And a solid prayer life. Because if you let anything just kind of slip through the cracks and you just stop doing one thing, you stop doing another thing, then it can – and slowly – like I've seen it happen. 
You know, I've seen it happen to people who are really strong in their faith in high school or maybe the first couple of years of college, and now they're just completely off the deep end and couldn't couldn't care less. Because you just get you just get yeah. tired. You know, you get you so tired of working, and it's like, ah, it is, I'm so glad you said that because I'm so tired of converting. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wish that I could just mm-hmm. stay. I wish that I could just, like, be converted once and then just keep on the path and just be holy for, like, eight months and then die. Um, I just wish I wouldn't that's not, sin. That's not how it works. I'm just really good at it, you know? <laughs> Like I try so hard and I have a podcast and I tell everybody like, oh, this is what you should do. And then I turn around and I do the other thing. Yeah. It's like it, that could be on my resume is does thing he tells people not to do. <laughs> is really from, good at being from a hypocrite. S- summer 1996 to March 2017. <laughs> Occupation huge center. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, it's, I don't, I just, it's been pretty difficult for me lately, just kind of with that, you know? Yeah. And I get it. And so I just, I don't even know what to say other than I need to keep, I need to keep praying and I need to keep doing what I've been doing except for the sinning part. Cause you just like, hopefully everything will work out. It's also really hard when you're like not tired of converting, but also just physically tired, you know, it sounds yeah. like a cop out, but it's so much easier to be holy when you go to bed at 10 PM every night and wake up at seven and it's you, have true. Nice, you have a nice sleep schedule and you get to pray before class and like, you're totally rejuvenated and you could be nice to everybody when you only get maybe four hours of sleep a night and you're stressed. It's a lot harder to be holy. Which is just why college is just this minefield of trying to step around all of these obstacles and everything because yeah. it happens to everybody at one point or another where they just have really stressful times. And, you know, even like if you have three really good months, that can be totally wrecked by two really bad weeks. And or even so, bad days or. Yeah, exactly. Even bad days. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I love this book, because there was so much consolation when he was talking about like. So if you if you desire to pray the rosary every day and you lay down exhausted after a day's work and you realize crap I didn't pray start again the next day mm-hmm. understand like make a quick resolution make a quick prayer and like give your heart back to God and like we make we make little we make little sacrifices throughout the day or at least I've been doing that during Lent like I want a cookie no no cookie you know and and I I was kind of doing that the first couple of days and I was like denying myself like music during studying or like looking at my phone during class. And I was denying myself like everything little which ways. And I, I was at mass on Friday and then the priest was talking about sacrifices and I just felt God say like, have you given your heart to me at all? Oh, the answer was no. (laughs) I offered up all these sacrifices to better my own self-discipline, which is a material thing. My discipline is a material thing. And my, my body's not, my body's need to, feed itself is a material thing i wasn't offering my heart at all and and like saint francis de sales in this book oh so good he he suggests like when you pray you take up a little like like a bouquet of inspiration of like yes a that is so cool i love that oh like I, that's my favorite part like make yourself a little bouquet and like think about oh it's so good yeah, i and yeah, and huge fan you make your heart like a nest 
and you like I, I remember one day I was walking through Walmart and I was like that's a good idea like I'm gonna do that right now and I like retreated into my heart and I was like walking around Walmart and I felt like I was floating and I was like this is I want to do this all the time and of course we're I we're changing the name of our podcast to the bouquet boys <laughs> catch our first mixtape the bouquet boys the bouquet boys b-o-i-z the too funny way to spell boy please leave the spelling to me thank you but folks comma 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 folks <laughs> weird catholic twitter affects every part of my life no ricky right. <laughs> what'd you just say that meme that i sent you i'm gonna post a meme in the comments in the in the description below please like it i can't do that yeah everybody should read this book even if you just read the first chapter read the book it's read, available on yeah. lighthouse catholic media for five dollars it's available probably from your local catholic priest for free if he lets you borrow it good point thanks um, father gail <laughs> it's literally a guy it's a handbook to be holy like you, you're like oh man i wish sainthood came with a manual and saint francis sales is like hey i got you boy i uh i helped convert fifty thousand calvinists you're welcome would you like to be a bouquet boy? All you have to do is <laughs> get my book for one monthly payment of nineteen ninety five. You too can be one of the bouquet boys. One monthly payment? Isn't that just a one time payment? Shh. <laughs> Hush, That's how they get you. That's, how, That's you. how they get you. Free for the price of one one book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap this ish up. I'm so I'm so pumped. Yeah, I'm I'm Man. pumped. I'm ready to keep reading this book. I'm ready to get back at it. This is exactly yeah. what I needed because um, I have a report to write all day and a three-hour meeting that I don't want to go to. So it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Off, offer it up. Offer it up. It's lit, dude. It's also a feast day, so I'm about to eat some heck of Frosted Flakes. <laughs> I'm pumped. I, right. I, um, Sundays I abstain from yelling penance at my friends as I hit them <laughs> or steal things from them. I've been knocking people's phones out of their hands, shouting penance, like for the past week. It's been great <laughs> since Wednesday. You're one of those people. I'm very into this. I know. Um, all right. For those of you out there, uh, please, as Patrick said, give our Facebook page a like. Yeah. Um, follow us both on Twitter. Uh, go to the website. Let us know what you think. It has an email address. It's like Ethan at Catholic, like crunchpodcast.com or something like that. I don't know how to access that yeah. email. So if you really want to contact us, just DM us on Twitter. That's probably the best way. No, it's – okay, hold on. So Google Domains allows you to create 100 free email addresses for your website. It's so cool. And so I'm like, I'm like I made one for me. I made one for Ethan. I made one that says info at crunchcast.com. Oh I made gosh. one that says shop at crunchcast.com for when we get Can a you shop, forward a all store. Of them to my Gmail so I don't have to do anything? Yeah, that, that's what that's what it does. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So. Uh, please leave us a review so you can be the crunch of the week. Um, tell all your friends. Um, shout out to everyone. I love you all. This has been going well. We love doing this. <laughs> pretty great love you yeah um do you have anything else to say bouquet boys bouquet boys dipping out all right that's it okay (laughs) please pray for us
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.